Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. Oh boy, what is up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again. Welcome back to the Lucky Titan. Today we're here with Michael Buzinski. Guys, we've been talking for like half an hour, Michael and I. This guy is hilarious. A lot of fun. I'm super stoked to have him here because we're cut from the same cloth. This guy has built multiple successful marketing firms. He's been in branding. He's been in pretty much everything when it comes to helping a business become successful. And he's what I would call one of the greats when it comes to this. So super stoked about this interview, Michael. First off, let's say what's up to everybody. And then we will hop in. What's up? Was <laughs> that good? <laughs> and interview ends. <laughs> so... I have to read this from your bio because I thought it was hilarious. Okay. This guy is dubbed a visionary marketer by the American Marketing Association. Pretty cool, first off. Thanks. I do have to ask you this. Have you ever done a disc assessment before? I have. Are, are you? What's your personality type, just out of curiosity? I'm pretty sure I'm a driver and a... The I. You're the uh, I. What's, what's the I? I think an innovator. Something yeah. like that. Driver, innovator, I think is where I'm at. So like you're, I, you're at I, I grew up in the B&I world. Where they took yeah. disc and they made their own. It was called gems. Yeah. So I was a sapphire emerald. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, because the DI—that's what I am too. That's that's kind okay. Of funny. It's it, but they're actually the visionary leader, which I thought was funny. So that's funny. Kind of fits well in there, and I do think that fits you really well, Michael. Especially from you know, the other thirty minutes we've known each other, I think you've done a great job of inspiring that in other companies. You know, you've done quite a few amazing things in your career with this. And you started Buzzworthy really with that in mind, right? It was like working with businesses to grow and to, to scale and actually get their voice out there. But when I asked, and I have to kind of caveat this for the audience, when I asked Michael, I was like, Hey, so what's kind of like your core offer? He's like, we're not the guys who are like, we are the SEO guys or whatnot. And I want you guys to pay attention to the way that he structured his offer. Cause it's, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> and because it's not like cocky in any way. That's why I love it. <laughs> so, so Michael, kind of walk us through a little bit of like how you got to selling what you're selling now, because I know you've done quite a few different things. Well, I started it out as just a recording studio working with working musicians because <laughs> I was a failed musician. See, I'm only five foot seven. I'm white as a ghost and I'm not all that talented. So being a rock star wasn't going to happen, but I was really good with recording equipment and media production and had a background in photography, blah, 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 blah. So I, it, within a year though, I realized that surviving off of starving musicians was a horrible business plan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, selling to poor people means you don't make money? What? I don't know. Uh, you know, it, it was a dream. I, I was just getting out of the air force. And so all I was doing was just going, okay, how do I pay rent doing something I know how to do without working for somebody? Right. I was, I was, that's where I was. And so I did that and I pivoted quickly into a media production studio, working with small businesses, again, poor people, and just don't learn lessons easily. I've got a thick <laughs> skull. I don't know what it is, but there it is. And, but over the years, we got really good at marketing and we, I grew it into a multi-million dollar creative agency. So we were doing the production and the the placement and the strategies and da, 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 you know all the things. Had a thirteen thousand square foot facility, twenty five employees, blah blah blah, blah blah. But I was miserable and I was had grown the company broke, and I finally realized that I was not charging what I needed to charge. And in order to do that, I needed to reinvent my whole company and get rid of a lot of fat. And so I closed the doors on the facility. 
Wow. I literally had to do that because of the personal guarantees that I'd had on construction and all the other things that go along with that. Cause I spent a lot of money doing it. I had to go bankrupt and start wow. all over. And then when I did, I reinvented a, what you would call a, today you call it a, what's the word I'm looking for? Remote company, hundred percent remote yeah. company. This is a year and almost a half before COVID the beginning of 2019. And so I had to reimagine everything we did. And in that, I was actually able to get into the microscopic grooves of what we did as a company. Because for a long time, I was a CEO. I wasn't in the day-to-day. And so getting sucked back in and looking at strategy, looking at tactics, looking at objectives, looking at manpower, looking at what it takes to move revenue needles for people allowed me to create what is now called Buzzworthy, where we are you know, personally, a more profitable company that makes me a lot happier as a person. But through that, I've been able to deliver huge results for our clients. And because of COVID, I've been humbled into creating ways for all people to get profitable tools for their marketing. Because COVID showed us, it takes all of us. And not everybody can afford the concierge done for you services. But that doesn't mean you don't deserve marketing. And so our platform lets you choose your own adventure. I love that. See, and that's one of the things I really loved about what you've done because you have made it really heavily available from poor, you know, barely have any money coming in your business to the Inc. 500 company, right? And it's, it's so cool that you've been able to provide that because most people haven't been able to do that. But I have to pick apart your story here for a second, right? How the heck did you grow broke? Right. Because a lot of people are saying you grew to multiple millions of dollars. And how the heck did you get to that point? <laughs> There's a couple of different ways. One, don't pay yourself enough. So don't pay yourself first. Yeah. Okay. Number two, don't charge your clients enough for the services you're providing. And then number three, believe all of the hype when it comes to you need to have all of these things around you so that people think you're successful because success begets success. Right. Those are big three big things there. I had some missteps as a leader where I there's I should have been more of a a hard butt, yeah. you know, <laughs> without, yeah. you know, and and I cared about people too much and I forgot that I was running a business. You know, there was a a, a while I cared what other people thought about me right. and that hurt me. You know, those are growing experiences that you I mean you just have to get over it. Like your ego has to get over the fact that not everybody's going to like you. And your ego is going to have to get over the fact that not all your employees are going to like you and they're not going to, even if you give them everything they want, they're still not going to appreciate you. And they're going to talk smack when they leave because they don't want to take responsibility for them not succeeding in a construct that you created for them to succeed in. Right. And, and I love that. I mean, there were so many pieces in there I love because so I have a coach. She's actually one of our clients now, but she's Katie Richardson. I talk about her all the time here on the show because she has such great advice. This lady coaches some of the most world's most successful people. And in our first session, the thing she asked me is how much do you pay yourself? And I remember sitting at like it being embarrassed to say what I paid myself at the time. And because our company was doing pretty well, you know, and everything. And she's like, so why aren't you paying yourself? You know, and then I never fully understood it until I started doing it. Because once you start paying yourself a lot, it actually opens the door to it's almost like hiring a really expensive employee. Like, you know, the work's going to be done better because you're being paid well. And there's no incentive to run a million dollar company when you're paying yourself $3,000 a month. There's none. Right. Nobody wants to be doing that, that little money. Right. So I, yeah. 
I love that you shared that, you know, like I appreciate you being so open about those different missteps because there are a lot of different ways to actually overscale. And I've experienced a lot of those growing pains too. You know, we scaled so quickly, I think it was last year. No, it's two years ago. It scaled so quickly that we got to such a weird point that I was like, we can't take on any more clients. That's not a good thing. That's not a good feeling to no. get stuck at that point. <laughs> so it, it was cool that you were able to say, you know what? You humbled yourself. You said, I'm going to do the bankruptcy thing. I'm going to close the doors. I'm going to start over. Then you've built something honestly quite spectacular. Well, so thanks. why with Buzzworthy, why did you come to the point of saying, I want to move into the marketing realm? Because obviously you'd been doing quite a few different pieces you know, related to marketing, but you're moving now into like a an actual marketing agency. It's a very busy field. I mean, we're a yeah. marketing agency, right? We have multiple <laughs> right? of them. It's a very competitive field. So why that? It's what I know how to do best. That's <laughs> <laughs> really, it's like, I know how to do this stuff. This is good <laughs> stuff. Not everybody does, right? And there is this pandemic of entrepreneurial poverty yep. coming around. And it's due to people selling snake oil. And when I realized what I was actually taking away from people by trying to give them a better deal on my services is when the light went off. And I was like, whoa, I was stealing from people by not charging them enough money. And people are like, well, how's that work out? Well, just like if when you're not paying yourself enough, when you're making a million dollars, why would you care about the company? Right. If you don't pay if you don't have enough funds to pay people to do things right and get and create a service that is 100% complete and is able to deliver every time and over deliver almost every time you are in a position with 99% of your competition right it's when you decide you're only going to offer the best and therefore i need to be able to pay for the best to work with me because you can't do it by yourself and I don't want to do all the work myself either. There's things that I'm actually better than mashing buttons on a keyboard, right? right? So I need to get that team around me so that they can provide the services that I construct. Done, right? And when that runs like a smooth machine and my clients are making money, they don't care how much I'm charging, okay? That was and that, brilliant. I think I, I lost- everybody listen to that. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I, got, I answered your question, but that's- Oh, yeah, that answered. Yeah, and I was like, if you didn't listen to that, rewind it and listen again, because that is like the crux of being successful in my mind. I mean, such a cool ideology with that. Cause I, I know for me, we I've I've sold everything from a one dollar product, you know, free product to you know, upwards of now into the seven figure range. And when we get to the we get to that, the crux of what it is to sell something is it takes the same amount of effort to sell a one dollar product as it does a million dollar product. It's yes. weird. But that's the way it is. But like you said, you are stealing from your client by not giving them that best experience. We had somebody the other day, I just have to tell this story because people get a kick out of this. Is we had this lady, I sold her on the product. She signed the contract, was ready to start our service with podcast multiplier. She's all excited. And then she emails me about a day later and says, I'm, uh, <laughs> she said, I looked at your competitors. I'm going to go with your competitors. They're a much cheaper price. And I was like, well, you signed the contract. It's a weird situation, right? So we let her out of the okay. contract, whatever, right? But I remember having a conversation with her and I was like, you're going to go with them. And like, they're not a bad company. I'm like, great. Yeah. Go use them if you want to. But like you said, it's not the complete offer. They offer one piece of the puzzle and they're, mm -hmm. they're really good at selling that one piece. But what we've been able to do because we charge so much is we pay people a lot of money. I pay some of our employees $75 an hour to do their work, right? There you go. We pay them a lot of money to make sure it gets done. 
and Mm -hmm. it gets done right. And if it doesn't get done right, we fix it, right? We always have somebody taking care of it so that our clients are taken care of. And so when somebody comes to us, they're always taken care of, right? And that's why I love what you guys are doing because you're not stealing from people by saying, oh, we'll just do this one little piece for you, right? Right. And and I think that, that it's important that people understand that when we are talking about what you and I are talking about, it's having a complete service, right? And if, and not everybody can afford it, right? So if it's $5,000 a month and you don't have $5,000 a month to do it in your cash flow, then you're just not ready for that service yet. So now you have more time than money in that aspect. And going and paying somebody less for it is actually going to cost you more in the, in the long run because they're not going to do it right the first time, which is going to take you more time. A lot of times they don't guarantee their services. So now you're going to have to pay them again to do it. So kind of going back to what you said, you pay somebody $75 an hour so that it gets done right the first time. Right. It's better than paying somebody $35 an hour to do it three times. Yep. I completely agree. Such a great analogy there. Because I mean, when it comes down to it, when you're working with a client and they're expecting a result from you, right? And we're, I know we're talking service-based businesses, but this works in the product space too, is if you are selling something that you cannot deliver on, stop selling it. <laughs> That's really what it needs to come down to. Because we have all these people that, you know, they come in and they're like, yeah, I can't pass the six figure mark. And nine times out of 10, if you're stuck at six figures, it's because you're not selling a complete offer. The truth is your offer sucks. <laughs> and so you've got to improve the offer in my right. opinion. Right? right. And and I think you've just nailed it on the head by saying like, is there somebody else that maybe you could sell their service mm-hmm. that would be that complete offer and that fits their budget better. Right. Or is there a way you could restructure it so that you could provide a different service to them? Mm-hmm. Because I know that, you know, you join a coaching program, for example, and you always have those three people who spent their last dime to be in this <sighs> coaching program. Right. And right. And you're just sitting here going, who was the jerk who sold them into this? They're not ready for it. Right. And they're asking questions. You know, I have one group in particular. We paid like 35 grand to be in the room here. And this guy, I know he's probably on a 24 month payment plan, barely breaking even. You know, oh, no. You know, and oh. he's asking these questions like, so how do I set up a Facebook ad? And I'm sitting here going, oh my gosh, like, oh, no. You should not be in this room because this is for hiring sales teams. Right. Like, you don't even have an offer that works yet, you know? And so oh, no. not to bash on that company, but I'm like, be the guy, be like Michael, where you're saying, I should not be selling this guy a $35,000 product if his right. family can't eat, right? <laughs> right. Like I tell people all the time, don't go into debt doing your marketing. Right. Like there are ways to get you there. Like you and I talked about networking. Networking's right. great. It gets you to a point. And yep. most times it is, and that's free most times, yeah. right? If you do it right, it shouldn't cost you a lot. You know, start a podcast. What? Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> right. We were just talking about that the other day, earlier today. But I also feel that, you know, when you are honest with the people that you don't sell to that, I'm going to get a little mushy here. You're putting positive energy back into the ether yep. and people who are selfless when offering and being honest when selling are the people who will attract the best type of clients. Because one of the things that a lot of people do is they're working with the wrong clients. They're working with clients that are sucking the only thing they've got, which is time. Yeah. Right. I was just asked the other day, it's like, what is the biggest mistake uh, business managers make? Development managers specifically. I says, they cling on to unprofitable clients. They go, well, my retention rate's high. Yeah. But what's your profitability for each of those clients? Let's get rid of the 20% that suck up 80% of our energy so that we have that bandwidth to go attract, court, and serve the most profitable clients we possibly can get find. 
Love that, man. You have like so many, we're going to get so many quote cards out of this sucker just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) This guy is nailing it today, guys. I hope you guys are really deep diving into this interview because I'm going to go back and listen to this. So Michael, we do have to kind of wrap up here. So I'm just going to hard pitch you for everybody because Michael's not going to sit here pitching himself, guys. This guy, go check out buzzworthy.biz because these guys, this is the place you need to be looking if you want to actually start generating real inbound marketing. You know, a lot of us try to focus on these outbound strategies or whatnot, but the inbound marketing is really where the millions lie. If you can get a really great inbound strategy, you can kill it. So definitely go check out buzzworthy.biz. He also has a book called The Rule of 26 that you should absolutely go check out. And I'm going to sit here and sell him on uh, starting a podcast so we can refer you that way. So (laughs) (laughs) make sure you guys uh, go check all that stuff out. And if he does start a podcast, I'll throw the link in there as well. And then Michael, just to kind of wrap this up here in a beautiful bow, could you give us one final parting piece of guidance? Considering what? <laughs> That's a pretty broad question. <laughs> yes, it's a very broad question for that reason. Consider, and you know, what? I'm gonna actually narrow it down for you. In Good, because you notice that I, I you're in the headlights. I love asking this question because that happens half the time. Like, People are like, so if you were on your deathbed and you could only you could tell an entrepreneur who was stuck at half a million dollars in sales, you give them one piece of guidance that would set them up to win. What would that be? I'm gonna start by saying, get out of your own way. Love it. If you haven't surrounded yourself with people smarter than you, you will never get past seven figures. You might never get to seven figures. That's, I mean, if there's one thing that I see in myself growing up as an entrepreneur, going through the process, and what I see other people do is get in, they can't get out of their way. They think they're the only ones that can do it the best. And so then my piece of advice with that would be accept 80% of what you can do as what you're going to give your clients because nobody's going to do it 100% as good as you. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan Podcast. If you learned anything from this or any other episode, make sure you rate it and share it with another entrepreneur that could help. Thanks again, and I'll catch you on the flip side.